0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Inciting Moment podcast. My name's Zack Snyder. Who else is with me? Brian. Hi, I'm Cicero Jones. And this is the Inciting Moment cast. <laughs> nah, not really. This is Ian, Scott, and Sammy Boy. Uh, Missing one person, Uh, which is hopefully not going to be a theme going forward. Uh, James is actually out of town and getting vaccinated. A double whammy. So, we will catch him on the flip side in the following episode. But uh, for now, we will make do with what we got. Uh, In little tiny tidbit things, uh, I made an interesting investment as of late. I bought a Laserdisc player. Oh, I thought you were going to say you invested in Dogecoin. No, no, no. I'm not taking that leap yet, if I ever do for that matter. Thoughts so far? I love it. Oh my god, I love it. I really do. I'll be honest,
1: it's it's something I didn't even know existed until you told me it existed, so,
0: you know. That is the usual reaction most people have to the mention of Laserdisc. And what I love about it is that uh, it is a wonderful means of film preservation, which, let me tell you, this is going to be an important topic coming up. Um... Because Laserdisc was the uh, prime format, even though it didn't sell all that well because of how fucking expensive it was back in the day, of being able to see a film that came out back in the heyday that uh, later down the road uh, had a couple of uh, tweaks done to it, let's say. And uh, what's great about Laserdisc is that oftentimes it is a direct representation of of how the film was actually presented in theaters obviously not one for one because most films that were well actually on film have a look that most home video transfers can't quite capture just because of the limitations that's in it but it's pretty close pretty damn close and i'm happy that i'm rocking it and perhaps down the road we can (laughs) set up some kinda of watch potty with the uh the laserdisc player. Obviously Scott will be a little difficult to implement because he's all the way in Florida. But uh mm-hmm. I, I, I have a solution for that and it involves Roombas. hmm
2: I uh it's like very similar to how people get weirded out when I tell them that I collect CDs and
0: vinyls instead of just stream all my music. Oh, <laughs> So, kinda talking about Tweaks and whatnot to films. Um, I figured I'd uh, have that kind of segue into a uh, little thing I wanted to cover. And very similar to what James did last week, where he posed a question to the full group to get our differing opinions on it and whatnot. I think I'm going to do the same. And I'd like mm-hmm. to tie it into a uh, little i suppose unofficial holiday that uh eventually became its very own holiday that being may the 4th star wars day mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and naturally i partook in may the 4th i uh, i watched the theatrical cut of empire strikes back thanks to the wonderful efforts of a man named harmy Who, well, not single-handedly, but did the brunt work on shot-for-shot reconstructing uh, the old non-special edition version of uh, all three original trilogy Star Wars (laughs) films. Quite impressive, looking back at it. Uh, No, I did not partake in
1: May the 4th because I am not a very religious man. Nah, I got you.
0: Very respectable. Scott, did you happen to do anything for May the 4th? I worked. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Were there Star Wars puns in the workplace? No. Oh. Your work sounds lame, then. Believe it or not, not everyone we meet is a
2: nerd. Yes. (gasps) Yes. Sorry, to, sorry to burst your imagination, Ian, but it's, it's, it's not it doesn't work that way. Mm, this
1: is real
0: life. Okay. Quite. Quite. We all gotta wake up sometimes. Watching the theatrical cut of Empire Strikes Back, it, it did naturally, anytime the theatrical cuts of uh, any of the three original films are brought up, it, it goes without mentioning the elephant in the room, that being the special editions of all three of those films. The big, hideous CGI elephant in the room. Yes. Which, uh, even up until 2020, we're still getting changes. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show, uh, I don't think George will ever reach his perfect ultimate vision of the films because he keeps changing his goddamn mind No, nah, not that it's in his control anymore uh no no and apparently it's weird because the 2020 stuff um were changes that he apparently made in 2014 uh but they just never saw the light of day until disney was like okay let's put it up on like uh disney plus slap it on, on blu-ray and uh call it a day bada bing bada boom cha-ching mm-hmm. money train mm-hmm. yeah. on the topic of the special editions that I wanted to uh, ask everyone, what are your thoughts on the idea of film revisionism or to to kind of boil it down to a simpler terms, what are your thoughts on the idea of changing films, even if the structure, of the film is still left intact or even just the most minute of changes. What are your thoughts on it and how do you think uh, the unaltered versions of said film should be handled? Hmm. Me, personally, I don't think there is
1: an inherent problem with revisionism because in some ways it can make a film a little bit better. I can't say objectively because this isn't a subjective topic. I believe there is a purity in the original version that should be, that should be capped. There should always be original version. Mm-hmm. And I believe this should be a, a solo thing. I don't mind revisionism, but there shouldn't be a replacement of the original more like an add on to the original, like a, like a, a point two, a point, you know, a point one, point two version, you know, but there should always be the original and kind of going back to the Star Wars thing, I think this was handled in a way that I, I find—I don't want to say disrespectful, but irresponsibly, I almost would say.
0: Because I can you see that
1: because the, you had the original version, which was in 1977, I believe. Uh-huh. Yep. And yes, it was missing a lot of things that George Lucas wanted due to the lack of technology, but there, there was—they still managed to make this triumph. Despite the lack of CGI and the lack of all that stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. That's almost like part of the appeal of it when you think mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, it, it's a why. testament.
1: It really is just a testament to, like, imagination. Imaginative uses of technology and sets and everything. And the fact that that was not the the version put into the... Uh, what was it? The Halls of... I can't remember. The uh, cinematic... The thing of Congress, that, oh,
0: it, uh, uh, hang on, let me pull this up.
1: This is gonna bother me. I should know this. Basically, the ver- the, the the Congress Hall of Fame for movies. The fact that it was not the 70, uh, 77 version that was put in there kind of it kind of irks me a little bit because that that was that was the version that everyone you know that this started at all that everyone was like oh what is this Star Wars thing everyone's talking it's about one that's everyone, the version
2: it's the one everyone saw in theaters and it should be the yeah. one that's preserved.
1: Yeah, it's the original cut. Yeah, it didn't have all the thing he wanted in it, but that's what it was. And I, I think uh, I, th- I think it was kind of a disservice. But to, to answer the question in a nice, distinct way, uh, revision can be a good thing. It can make audio a little bit better, visuals a little bit better. When you do like cut, you know, cut for cut between the different versions of Star Wars, the new ones do look better in a lot of ways. But it's not an inherently bad thing. It's just, I don't know, you, you can't do it too much. you got to respect the original.
0: I would have to agree. Yeah, I, I have a very similar standpoint. Um, I don't necessarily hate the special editions uh, by any stretch of the means. In fact, I am almost fascinated by them. Because with the advances in technology at the time, Uh, it allowed George Lucas to put in things that he envisioned in his original ideas for it, but he couldn't do it either because of technology or the fact that it would be too expensive, which, given the hell that production on the original film, you know, um, people encountered, uh, (laughs) I don't blame anyone for cutting some of those concepts,
2: so you enjoy watching Han Solo's CGI head go sideways?
0: Well, similar to like you can't look
1: away from a train wreck. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's that's not to say that I'm a fan of all the changes by any by any means. No. Um, there's quite a few changes that I don't mind. Um, in the original film, I actually kind of like the uh, the the CGI shots that replaced some of the. Less than convincing uh, miniature shots during the Death Star attack. It just makes it seem more dynamic and action-packed. And frankly, because uh, making a CGI spaceship that isn't too reflective is a hell of a lot easier than making a completely CGI character. (coughs) Jar Jar Binks. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't come across as distracting. It still holds up even today. I mean... Perhaps some of the movements look a little off, but not enough to ruin the sequence. But the thing is, is that I feel the special edition should have been seen as like a companion piece to the original cut. Almost like a very expensive director's cut. Because that's kind of what it is. It's, it's George mm-hmm. Lucas's, you know, unadulterated version that he wanted to come out. And uh, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with directors going back and making changes. It's just that I think respect should still be out there for the original. Because you also got to think George Lucas wasn't the only one working on those movies, mm-hmm. there were a lot of talented artists that were, you know, contributing to it. And some of that stuff got cut out. you know that's that's not the uh the version of the film that uh won those particular departments awards and changed the industry in a way Mm -hmm. um i mean that that, all this stuff doesn't even go into like you know the special editions themselves because while i don't have any problems like for example tamara morrison voicing boba fett i'm i'm fine with that that you know canon wise makes sense but then there's other cases where you know you got like cgi rocks being put in r2d2 when he's hiding Mm -hmm. from the sand people and it's just what 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 does that actually do i mean he was already hidden decently well and not only that but the way that it's actually oh Oh, don't even get me started on Jabba. They, <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they added him in to A New Hope twice. Because the first time they did it, awful. It was abomination. Quite. And it almost makes you think, oh man, maybe with, you know, how it looked, you probably should have waited on that one. Or here's a better idea, don't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. No one really told George Lucas
1: no, and that kind of just, that's just bad things happening.
0: No, and that's kind of uh, the heart of where some of his other odd choices come from as well. I mean, the whole prequels, I feel, turned out the way that they did because no one said, I think you've gone too far in a few places, buddy. Please stop. It's time to stop. George, Please please stop yeah. George George no mm-hmm. <laughs> no no stay out of the editing bay George no he locked the door get him out of there now oh Shit. no he's tearing apart the original negatives he's eating it to gain its power <laughs> he he like hunts down every like VHS and disc of the unaltered cuts and just throws them in a recycling bin and just lights it <laughs>
2: No, he blends them up and drinks it.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. Oh, makes a milkshake out of it. Hell
1: yeah. We're gonna find him in insane asylum one day saying there was no 77 version. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Just whispering to the walls.
0: It came out in 97. It came out in the 90s. That's when it came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It came out before Phantom Menace.
1: He's gonna see the ghost of the original version saying, Strike me down. I'll only grow stronger. <laughs> Edit me out. I'll only... <laughs>
0: Uh, edit me out, and I'll only become stronger than you could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also gets a little dicey because he made changes to uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, two films that he did not direct. Uh, and I mean, yeah. you know, the thing is, is that with Empire, he was able to sign off with uh, uh, Irvin Kershner, um, the director of the movie, and he was like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's fine." All right, go ahead and do it. He couldn't with Return of the Jedi because the director was dead, and yet that has an entirely added sequence at the end. <laughs> uh, in, in in later versions, it straight up has uh, Naboo, and you can uh, hear a very similar uh, voice in the background saying, We so free! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, uh, oh, so it jar gets jar. a little a little questionable. And, I, I mean, that's the other thing. He kept on making changes. So it's like, does that mean every version before, oh, the 2004 cut, the 2011 cut, the 2020 cut, does that mean that the previous one is obsolete and that's not your vision and you're just going to disown it? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of
1: worrying because... I mean, with how successful it is, it's kind of weird to see him so
0: unsatisfied with it. Yeah, Yeah. and to just completely, you know, disown the original cut because, oh, I'm not happy with it. I mean, but a lot of people are. I'm sure some of the cast members are, some of the, you know, crew that actually help with special effects, cinematography, lighting, stuff like that. I'm sure they do. Hell... People who still have those VHS tapes and laser discs probably do. I mean, Star Wars, you know, I I don't want to come across as like, you know, inconsiderate of what George wants because, hey, it is his movies. He had his chance. But Star Wars is such a phenomenon that it almost belongs to, you know, the fans. That sounds like communism, but I agree. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, just to kind of elaborate, I mean, it, it was just so ingrained in so many people, and people are so familiar with those cuts. And, mm-hmm. you know, George is saying, no, you can't have it. Yeah, I could see
1: where you're coming from on that one. It's just, I don't know, man. Like, it's only you can only release so many versions of the same thing before it's something different.
0: You know? It also got kind of frustrating because after those special editions came out, all of a sudden... You got uh, Steven Spielberg making a uh, special cut of E.T. With, with CGI E.T. instead of using the puppet. Oh, oh uh, the original Evil Dead also got George Lucas too. Really? Yeah, um, there were shots uh, that originally had like little hoses that had blood coming out of it. Uh, that mm-hmm. were digitally removed. Uh, okay. one of the cast members or crew members, uh, was apparently, like, walking in the background of, uh, of the shot of, like, the characters in the car going across that old bridge. Uh, mm-hmm. and they digitally removed him. And, frankly, in the case of that movie, I feel that takes away the sort of low-budget but sincere charm that... The original Evil Dead has because it basically mm-hmm. says, oh, yeah, anyone can make a movie. And, yeah. and, you know, have it still come across as like engaging and fun and memorable, you know, no matter how low your budget is or how high your actors are, are at the time of filming. Yeah. So bottom line for me, I mean, I think, you know, making changes to films, go ahead and do it. Like, I'm fine with that. Um, Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. feel like more director's cuts should come out since, you know, recently we got a four hour long one (laughs) in the case of the, uh, Snyder cut. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not opposed to any of that, but it's definitely a case of moderation. You need
1: moderation to it.
0: Yes. Still respect what originally came out, you know, Mm -hmm. especially ones that are, you know, big. Like Star Wars. Yeah. It's just ingrained in so many Dead. people's minds. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of changes, well, not so much a change, but more or less a change in tonality due to it being a different take on source material. Uh Scott Me Boy, you saw a movie recently.
2: I did.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you mind telling us what that movie was?
2: I watched the new Mortal Kombat that came out on HBO. Hell yeah.
0: What did you think? And, uh, what did you think of it?
2: Uh, I liked it.
0: Was it a flawless okay. victory? It was not
2: flawless.
0: No movies without flaw Many people out went in thinking it could either be a flawless victory or an excessive fatality. Mm-hmm. Um, the fights were really well choreographed.
2: I'll say that. Okay. Okay. The characters were likable enough.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Main character,
2: uh, was basically just B-list Johnny Cage. But not. Oh,
0: yeah, they, like, wrote an original character for the movie. Yeah, he's, like,
2: Scorpion's, like, like, uh, great, 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 like, great-grandson or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I liked Scorpion a lot in the movie. He was cool.
0: I mean, he's always cool. I That's heard kind Scorpion of was one of the highlights, yeah.
2: Kano was cool, too.
0: Yeah? They did my yeah. boy Kano
2: justice? Uh, I think so. I don't really okay. play the games, so I don't know. Ah, <clears throat> oh, got you.
0: Uh I, I got into the games kinda late. Um and I only really got super involved into it uh when the ninth well not the ninth game, but you know, the one that's supposed to be the ninth I guess <laughs> title, I don't know. Um mm-hmm. which was just Mortal Kombat. Yeah, uh, on the uh Xbox and PS3. And uh, that one was interesting because it was essentially, like, uh, a a time travel-based reboot, mm-hmm. in a way. Well, not time travel, but, you know, rewriting of the past and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and naturally getting into it, I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I want to know more about this lore and stuff like that. And there's surprisingly a lot, like, many people often um mistakenly think mortal Kombat is just fisticuffs and blood but there's actually a good semblance of story to it yeah i think the same um, thing with
2: uh x they tried doing a lot
0: more story based which would you say that the movie kind of sort of maybe not delivers on a uh, story i
2: mean like they didn't really like have a tournament in the movie. It was just sort of them like getting people to fight outworld. Ah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so like shang Tsung, um did RoboCop. Like show his up? his fighters.
0: Uh no. What's the point? What 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 about the Terminator? No. <laughs> did my boy Spawn show up too? No. <laughs> oh. We have not oh, been blessed shit,
1: by Todd Mark. Todd McFarlane, in a long time.
2: Mm. Todd, please don't release another Spawn movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too late. (laughs) Todd McFarlane said he's going to make a Spawn movie which uh, follows the structure of Jaws. We don't see Spawn movies. The whole movie, you hardly ever see him until, like, I don't know, the last five minutes or something.
1: Well, here's the thing, though. The difference between... You could either have a Jaws situation or a Godzilla 2014 situation. Jaws did it correctly, where it built a suspense around it, yet you still saw enough of it as to which it worked. Godzilla 2014 okay. is a blue-balled you. Ju-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and instead kept uh, feeding you uh, bad human drama. Hopefully and that's, that's why I like case. King of the
2: Monsters. Hell yeah. Because it's straight
0: up just mostly monster. That, that
1: is a Toho talk for another day, my friends.
0: Yes. But of course, we'll have our Toho talk. Maybe one of our mega sessions. We just sit through a good chunk of the kaiju filmography. There's a lot. And I love Where's that. Gigan?
2: When am I going to see Gigan on the <laughs> screen? Uh,
0: so yeah, Gigan shows up in Mortal Kombat, right? He does his uh, fatality. Uh Yeah, he eats everyone.
2: Very. Oh, he very. eats
0: everybody. I would have thought he just saws him in half.
2: Nah, he's too big. Did...
1: Yeah, there's yeah. a size difference
0: there. Oh, yeah, how's the violence in the movie? That's an important uh, one.
2: Very, 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 a lot. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. okay, so at least
0: they get that right. Yeah, because for as charming as the older Mortal Kombat movie, uh, minus Annihilation, um, it kind of... Made its uh, buck off of uh, just kind of being a charming, tongue-in-cheek sort of uh, goofy romp through the world of Mortal Kombat. This one sounded like it was uh, that, no, you, you, um, you're gonna you're gonna be reminded that Mortal Kombat is the reason for uh, mature ratings in video games. Hmm. Yeah, they, like
1: they single-handedly force the making of the I ERS- don't want to
2: spoil ERS- but like you straight up just see some guys guts fall out perfect
0: I mean I, I remember one shot from the trailer uh, sub-zero like stabs scorpion his uh blood comes spurting out but uh, sub-zero freezes the blood mid fall and then stabs him again yeah I'm like oh shit
1: <laughs> yeah that- that's Mortal Kombat baby Hell I guess yeah. I am concerned the fact that they didn't add the tournament from the uh, from what
0: Scott was ah uh, because it's but... sequel
1: baiting. Fair, it's it's oh. a worrying practice,
0: but yeah, what 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 is it with video game adaptations and always sequel baiting? I think that's a problem in a lot of movies nowadays. I mean, yeah, uh, we we especially get it with a lot of superhero romps. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like the, the whole movie is an advertisement for the next one, but. Mm-hmm. At least when it's done right, it's, like, natural enough to where it's like, oh, well, now I just want to know where the fuck this is going. But mm-hmm. if
2: I'm going to give final thoughts on it, I wouldn't mind seeing another. Okay. But
1: would you recommend yeah,
2: it? I would, yeah.
1: Okay. Just, just for the fights.
2: Just for the fights, uh, mostly, because they are mm-hmm. very well done.
1: Some movies have their niche, you
0: I know? will only sign off on a film franchise unless Robocop, Terminator, and Spawn show up. It's not going there, there's, there's more. Joker's in there somewhere. Uh, but, it's not you know, going to happen. Through, those three are the only ones that matter. Fair enough.
1: But, but of speaking course. of movies with niches, how about that Lord's Dogtown that Scott recommended?
0: Yeah. <laughs> or should I say its proper
1: name, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, The Beginning, The Origin.
0: <laughs> yes, the prequel to the Pro Skater legacy.
2: Tony Hawk's an astronaut in that movie
0: yeah yeah (laughs) weird alternate universe that they have going on there yeah so scott last week recommended uh lords of dogtown a 2000 mid 2000s uh romp that details the um i guess skyrocketing of skateboarding in the mid to late 70s scott why don't you go ahead and give us a brief little description of what the film is about and kind of explain to us why this movie for your recommendation? Well,
2: The Lords of Dogtown is basically, it follows three um, sort of aspiring surfers who basically get fed up with uh, not being treated the same as pro surfers and they start skateboarding for to get the money uh, as you do as a uh, wee young teenager making your way through the world and um, they sort of get sort of get signed on with a local surf shop who starts investing in the skateboarding and yeah it just Picks up from there, and I recommended it because I watched the movie countless times on my PSP, UMD, uh, as oh, a middle schooler.
0: Hell yeah. PSP, Hell that's yeah!
1: I, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time.
0: <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You, you want to talk about disc-based media, I think the UMD rivals the charm of Laserdisc any day of the week. Fuck, I'm glad I'm not the only one that had those. They
2: break so easily, though. You guys are talking
1: about relics from another time.
2: But of course. Sorry, you are too
0: young to understand the ancient ways. Too ignorant. Well, why don't we go ahead and start with some general thoughts before we go into... I don't know if we should even, like, bother with spoilers, because what, what really is there... I guess there's a little bit. Let's it's based off it a true story. That much.
2: So.
1: Yeah, that's the weird thing. It's technically a quote unquote. It's one of those. What's the name of the genre of a, of a movie that's based on true events? Is, that, is there a genre name for that?
0: I think it might just be historical drama. Yeah, historical
1: drama, I guess would be one way to put it. Fictional drama. Doc- because it's
0: not a biopic, because biopics usually are about the biography of, like, a single person. Maybe you could argue this is a biopic on, like, these different skating icons maybe it wouldn't be a mockumentary either no it can't be a mockumentary either because this this is real yeah okay you spinal tap mm. it's real to me it's real enough
1: to me <laughs> um in terms of general thoughts i quite liked it it was a nice little change of pace for me i'm not usually a huge fan of these kind of historical dramas to be completely honest with you but I will I will admit when they're well done, I think this is well done enough. The characters are fleshed out enough. I and mean, the characters, they develop over time. They have good character arcs. The actors played them very well. And hell, they were good skateboarders. Which is...
0: I mean, it looked like they did all their own shots. I, I, either that or they, they hid... Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was going into this, I was thinking, you know, they probably had quite a few stunt doubles. But the thing was, was that um i didn't see any shots where you could tell that uh oh yeah no that's not Emil hirsch or john robinson that's just some guy you know
1: i guess it would make sense for them to pick actors that could skateboard for a movie about skateboarding
2: to my knowledge the actors who played the characters did their own stunts
1: you see that's badass huh. that almost makes the movie worthy of watching just on that alone because some of the tricks in there are very impressive some of the stunts oh, man, they if do I, very cool I went cool. into the
0: movie watching uh, those scenes when they're uh, just ripping shit in the um, in the pool in the pool scenes I'd be like mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, oh scary
1: Yeah I would, <laughs> I would hurt myself real quick I could barely balance in my chair <laughs> let alone on a skateboard I'd kill myself real quick
0: oof Yeah would, yeah I uh, I overall really like this movie, too. Um, for a while, I was kind of turned off from biopics because, um, I don't know, for a while, I was just tr- uh, not really interested in them because uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, while I enjoyed the ride, it made me think, wow, this almost feels like wasted potential for, like, bigger art you know mm. in terms of like telling the story of Queen and all that but you know it was being like a just straightforward telling of you know their journey as a, a band and I mean they did it decently well editing is horrible but you know mm. I was able to put up with that cause Rami Malik was pretty good Uh, so I was like you know what I, I just feel like watching older ones and I only found one other one Uh, besides Lords of Dogtown, um, that came before this time of simplistic choices. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this one, this ain't simplistic. No, sir. This is actually quite the movie. Um, I liked how the entire film (laughs) was almost shot and color graded like a 90s, 2000s music video. Oh, oh, God. That vibe was... That Tony Hawk Skater vibe, man.
1: Hell yes. It almost kind of... I don't know why. It almost kind of brought me back to Ip Man a little bit.
0: Kind oh, of yeah. Kind of... Oh, I could see that. There were a lot of scenes where there was, like, deep teal and uh, bright orange.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's Every movie is just, kind of... just Ip Man yes transformers is ip man john wick is ip man the avengers is ip man
1: probably way more faithful Mm -hmm. to the source than ip man was to be honest
0: (laughs) probably Uh, yeah (laughs) a hell of a lot more closer Mm -hmm. to the source well scott revisiting this movie what did you think of it i still think it's great good that's good That's good. Anything that you kind of appreciate a little more after uh, watching it as a uh, adult?
2: Uh, I straight up knew Johnny Knoxville was in the movie, but I couldn't figure out who he played. I I completely forgot who he played.
1: I saw his opening credits with Johnny Knoxville. I'm like, Johnny Knoxville? Really? And then I forgot he was in it.
2: (laughs) I did
0: too. Who was he? 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 I don't remember. Because Heath
2: Ledger is also in the movie but I don't I, remember seeing yeah. him
0: either.
1: Yeah, I looked yeah, it up afterwards. Go, Wait, Ledger. which one of these guys was Heath freaking Ledger? And it, it was, uh, oh God, the owner of the surf shop. Uh,
0: no, that's was someone
1: Skip. else. Skip, I'm almost, I'll, I'll look at the uh, IMDb page real quick. I'm almost certain he was, uh yeah. Heath Ledger is Skip M. Bloom and Gloom and Bloom, who probably had the best character arc in the movie, in my opinion. One of the best
0: characters. Yes, arcs. yes, <clears throat> And one of the best kind of a sad one, general. but also, like, easily, you know, the most fleshed out. Because, I mean, yeah. he, he is the, the, the dude who kind of brought them all together. And, yeah, his means of, like, trying to inch them into competition and just how he handled himself in all that was pretty scummy. But you, you almost have to respect his character for just how slick he is about it.
1: Mm, how but not every
0: time. Not every mm-hmm. time. Cause uh he goes from slick to slimy like nobody's business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once he sees the green. There's a lot of cameos yeah. in this too.
1: Tony Hawk yeah, was in there. I was
0: there. actually kinda surprised to see Jeremy Renner pop up. <laughs> yes, uh, Tony Hawk was
2: in there somewhere. All of the um the uh real people that the actors are basing their characters off are made cameos in the movie, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got like a uh, Tony Hawk as an astronaut. That, that's pretty on the nose, and he eats shit, <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he eats big shit. Uh, okay, I'm looking at it now. Johnny Knoxville was Topper Burks. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Who the hell was? I that? think he's a lot of the guy
2: who tra- who like signed Tony Alva on. And, like, left yeah. him when he, like, hurt his eye. I think that's
0: who he is. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topper was the guy who uh, convinced Tony that really uh, rich Skip dude. was holding him back. Yeah, the and, really uh, rich he, dude. he brought him on and basically turned him into a uh, a playboy in a way. Yeah, yeah. God, in some of the later scenes, he actually made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you guys like Sid?
2: the key, the kid
0: yeah, who,
1: uh, yeah the yeah. handicapped kid mm-hmm. yeah the horsehead yeah he was just the entire <laughs> the movie poor Sid. God, yeah tragic really how he you know dies a demon yeah. later that's tragic mm-hmm. because it's based on your story so what yeah. I loved about this movie though is I think they did a knockout job of capturing a a, a period in time. In a specific place. They got that California Mm -hmm. 1970s five and veal down to a, it was basically perfect. Like you could believe it was filmed at that time. You know what I mean? Like you could believe that you were there. That's how good it was.
2: Going from like the, how they dress to their cars to just like everything color palette they are using. is just. Mm -hmm. It really does
0: like present this whole thing as like a way of life in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean it, it was
2: for those people. Like that's all they knew. Oh mm-hmm. yeah.
0: To the point where it was all, almost kind All they of could do is sneak into people's pools and uh yeah. Skate around. Yeah,
2: cuz it wasn't big enough
0: yet. No. That was before they had all the uh the pits and whatnot. not. Mhm. Mhm.
1: It was all, actually to the point of almost annoying how accurate it was because yeah. the way they talk kind of got grating after <laughs> a while. I felt
0: transported there
2: and I wanted to get out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Why doesn't California just slide to the ocean yet?
0: Right. You want to talk about being transported or rather transformed. Heath Ledger. Oh my gosh. I believed he was a Californian. Yeah, dude. It's tragic what happened to him. <laughs> oh he's my really God. good at
1: getting to a character. He's really good at just playing And it's, it's playing amazing characters.
0: how
2: he went from this
0: to the Joker. You can see hints of it where some of that energy went into the Joker. You can see some of it, especially in some of the later scenes where he's just, he doesn't have any control over himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see a lot of that and how he was picked. And it kind of had me thinking, yeah, you know, with how he's able to do that, you almost have to wonder if that kind of had a toll on him. Not just as an actor, but as like a like a person, you know? Drugs don't help. No, they uh they they certainly don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: How did you guys like uh I'm gonna root out one character in particular. How did you guys like uh Tony Alva?
0: Hmm. Tony uh was an interesting um inclusion and turnaround, I suppose, because uh it's one of those character arcs where, uh, at least what I was pulling from his arc, uh, he seems to think he knows what he wants, but he realizes uh, quite a ways in that uh, he, he really doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's lost what the actual like core of why he likes skating is, and by the end of the movie, he uh, makes an effort to return to it. Albeit he,
2: he, not, not without uh, certain setbacks because Stacy and Jay are hesitant on him uh, being buddy-buddy again.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, these, these, these films are always weird because, especially when the people that you're playing, or the people, like, the characters involved are people that are still alive. Mm-hmm. So you gotta wonder, like, how much they ask, like, Tony Alva, like, hey, how were you at this age? You know, stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah so there's got to be a lot of honesty involved if they did you know actually talk to the act the real life people
2: i think the real stacy peralta was a one of the head people of this movie
1: okay so well
0: that makes sense because he becomes a uh film director later in his yeah. life
1: oh shit makes sense oh yeah it says in the uh, oh, yeah. the, uh brawl
2: and the, in the, the yeah and
0: the little before credits yeah yeah, I mean, uh, I agree, honesty. Because th- this movie does kind of show where their spark and their, you know, drive comes from. But it also showcases, like, some pretty uh, <laughs> pretty uh, negative aspects of how they were around that age. Which, granted, I mean, they were young, totally. But that is as close to it as as a uh, as a movie could especially with this pacing i thought the pacing was uh pretty i want to say uh it complemented the attitude of skateboarding skateboarding is very like whoa yeah and uh the pacing kind of felt like that in a mm-hmm. way i was worried in certain areas it would get ahead of itself and not slow down, if that makes any sense. And thankfully it does, especially in the uh, third act. Mm-hmm. When uh, things things are kind of going to shit for a lot yeah, of these the, Yeah, the third act is
2: one is my favorite part of the whole movie.
1: It's, it is really I the agree. part where everything just kind of comes together. And I think they did it in a very, very good job. They did a very good job about it. Like I said, it captured the period in time very well, and I think it was a very... Raw movie, like they didn't really flatter mm-hmm. the characters. You know, they all had problems. They're all realistic enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. in the end, I thought it, it was a very heartfelt movie with a very emotionally packed ending, with all of them skating again in the uh, the uh, st- the uh, drained pool in, in but, Sid's pool. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, I nearly I nearly teared up the end a little bit. I thought it was I thought it was very emotionally well put together. mm Hmm. I don't know why they call it Dogs of, do- uh, of Dogtown. Is there's, there's their place called Dogtown?
0: Oh, yeah. Their place is called Dogtown.
1: Well, there you go. Shows how mm-hmm. much of a fool
2: I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come
2: on, Sam. Don't you research We movies? all have our moments. You don't, don't research up. skateboarding every night? <laughs> no, dude.
1: I don't study the Bible of Tony Hawk. Hawk, <laughs> oh, come so I... on, man. <laughs> look, like I said, I'm not a religious person. I'm not into the force. I'm not into the... <laughs> the way of the
0: board (laughs) no
1: but but seriously all all jokes aside yeah very good movie I highly recommend it
0: honestly I recommend uh, if you want a nice little historical drama on skateboarding uh, because of how it's shot and color graded and even the sound, because they, they have an uh, interesting soundtrack selection throughout the oh. film.
1: Yes, I was going to mention that. Love the soundtrack. Really helped out. Just very good choices for music and very well timed for them as well.
0: Mm-hmm. They all came in the right spot. They felt appropriate for what was going on. You can't go wrong with Sabbath either. I mean, Oh, Satan. no. Yeah, honestly, I recommend uh, people just get this on, like, a Blu-ray or something like that. It looks fantastic, sounds fantastic, and uh, it's heartfelt, mm-hmm. but also tubular. <laughs> it's also free on Amazon Prime. Yes. But <laughs> That's I, with, also true.
1: I, I will add one caveat. It is kind of niche. Yeah, I 100%. could
0: agree to an extent, yeah. It's
1: good, but... It's, it's good at its base value, but it's even better if you're into the skating scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, for those who are into that community, it definitely means a little more to them uh, than most others. Obviously, I was able to enjoy it even without being a skater because I realized at an early age I was an awful skater. And I avoid skateboards like the plague. Um, I was, I'm still
1: Sid just without the brain tumor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have, an, I don't have an excuse for how bad I am.
2: <laughs> I just don't skateboard because I don't want to fall on my face. Fair.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll just stick to playing uh Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah. But not sorry, the later I'm a, ones. I'm a skateboard. The later ones lose their way. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, after a certain point, skate just steals the scene.
0: Skate three, I mean, everybody!
1: BB. Oh,
2: Skate three's so good. Mm. Still waiting for Skate four. Where is yeah. it, Microsoft? You cowards! <laughs> Where is it, you...
0: no. Gib? Yeah, Please. everybody losing their shit over the uh, the HD remake of uh, the the first two games. Yet uh, the only one you really need is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X, which is the superior remake, if I do say so myself. Because at least in that one, you can still be Spider-Man. Perfection. You can't go wrong with that.
1: No, that's what I call some web-slinging tubular action, man. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But anyway, yeah, like I said, would recommend. Mm-hmm. I recommend it, too. Speaking of recommendations, I have a new one. A classic. Uh-huh. A gem Do from you the know. 1990s. Uh-huh. A little movie with a... Small actors like Bill Paxton. Uh-huh. Motherfucking Twister.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> now,
1: I'm talking about the quintessential destruction movie. Unfortunately, I can't do a double feature of Dante's Peak and Twister because that would be too much awesomeness for this one stream to handle. Oh, But, but of course. that is what I will recommend for next week.
0: All righty. Well, that sounds like a goddamn plan. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for taking part in this inciting moment with us. And until then, we will catch you all later. Very too. Uh, bye-bye.
1: Very bodacious.
0: Farewell. Bye.